This is a Cloud 10 podcast. Hey everyone and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Up and Adam. Guys, I'm Jason. I'm taking over today. For the past month, we have been part of this amazing podcast network called Cloud 10. And part of the things we wanted to do with Cloud 10 is implement some audio-only content exclusive to the podcast. So I'm so glad you guys are here. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go over, subscribe, turn on your notifications. I mean, really, what the hell are you doing listening to this if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel? Because we got a lot of fun things coming up for you guys. But right now, I am counting down T minus two hours. I'm on my way to the airport to meet Adam in Las Vegas before BravoCon. And I'm super excited. Last year, let me tell you this really quick. I was dreading going to BravoCon. Dreading. I was like, Adam, leave me home. Let me sleep. Let me watch Netflix. Let me stay with the dogs. He's like, no, you're going. And I was working with Caroline Stanbury and she was like, no, you're going. So I went, had the best time of my life. I'll tell you all about that in this episode. And also we're going to jump into some details and do a quick little recap and thoughts on this latest episode of Below Deck Med. Usually we do Anchor Watch on Tuesday nights. We missed that last night. It was Halloween. Josh has kids. So I thought, you know what, I'll just share some thoughts on the podcast. So let's go ahead and get into it. Now, if you're not attending BravoCon this year, it's okay. We got your back. We will be doing daily vlogs on the YouTube channel. Very raw, unedited (laughs) vlogs. We're not going to have a lot of time to, to like make it look, you know, fluffy and cute. So very raw and unedited. And also Adam and Emily D. Baker will be doing some live streaming direct from BravoCon. Um, Granted that the internet is great. Last year it was a piece of shit, I can tell you that. Um, But I'm super excited this year. Now there are quite a few changes in BravoCon last year in New York moving into this year. I mean, first of all, we've, we've changed coasts, right? BravoCon is now not in New York. It is in Las Vegas for the first time since BravoCon uh, has existed, which I find kind of amazing. I, I feel like Las Vegas is just a better place to have BravoCon. It's it's more fun. It's more it's more vile. It's fun, but it's you know whatever. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> but we all know why they moved the Javits Center in. Uh, New York is just so expensive and it was a bit chaotic Um, last year as fun as it was it was kind of just organized pandemonium do you guys remember seeing all of the clips and short videos that came out of fans just stampeding barriers and ropes to get into the real housewives of Beverly Hills panel can you blame them I mean, you got flipped off by Lisa Renna. Who the hell doesn't want that? But yeah, with everything going on, the excitement was just there. But the organization and security just wasn't there. Now, giving Bravo credit, they did fix this immediately. And by the next day, because I think this happened on a Friday. And by Saturday, 
it just felt different. It was it was organized. So kudos to them for that. But as we transition into BravoCon in Vegas this year, I'm expecting definitely impeccable organization. Definitely, we're going to see heightened security. Um, they've definitely taken notes. And this year, you do have lots of panels and watch what happens live and activities that are scattered across various casinos, venues. So you'll see a lot of that. Now, for me, the true epicenter of BravoCon, so if you guys are going and you, let's say, have a GA ticket, a general admission ticket, and you don't think you're going to get the experience that maybe a VIP ticket holder would have, I think you're going to have a, the best time, okay? Because I didn't do any of the VIP shit last year at all. I was working, granted, but I was stuck in the Bravo Bazaar the whole time. And for me, that's where all the excitement is. That's where you get to meet, I mean, people who love the shows just as much as you do. You get to see uh, housewives that make appearances at their booths. There is this year going to be kind of a, a free stage, kind of like they had last year, where you'll you'll have talent come in and out throughout the day, all day long. So you're going to get those appearances, those interviews, those fun things all day long. Plus, there's so many ways to immerse yourself in the Bravo experience in the Bravo Bazaar. I mean, you have the stores that represent all the housewives and the different talent, which is awesome. But you get to meet content creators and and people. For us, we get to meet subscribers and and all kinds of things. So it's a lot of fun. Don't think you're not going to get a great experience. You are. For sure, they have changed a lot of their experiences and enhanced some of their experiences for VIPs like little cocktail hours and and photo ops and stuff like that. But don't worry, you'll get yours. It's It's great. Now, last year, this area was like bustling. You have stores, you have pop-ups, you have bars, you have lounges, and this is all free. Now, but last time, the talent had pretty much the liberty to set up their own shop. Um, you know, they paid a small price to have their booth. Um, this year, it's a little different. I don't think you'll see as many booths as you did last year, just because it's costing the talent just a little more to have their booth. And this year, and Greedy Bravo is taking a slice of the profits. So not only, imagine being the talent, not only are the talent paying thousands of dollars just to have your booth there, the, the, the space there, right? But then Bravo is going to take a cut, a percentage of your profits. Now, I don't want to say this is a direct result of last year's little mishap involving Karen Huger, okay? Because her team... <clears throat> so let me just preface this for you. All day long, the housewives come out to their booth. They make appearances at their booths and take photos, whatever. Last year, Karen Huger came out and her team was charging $20 while people were lining up for a photo with her via Venmo. So you're a paying person coming into a fan, by the way, coming into this, this thing who's paid hundreds of dollars, sometimes thousands, uh, depending on the ticket you get and when and how you can get your ticket. And then they have the audacity to charge you $20 via Venmo <laughs> you know, for a photo. I don't know. I, I feel like that was part of the reason NBC is taking a little more control this year and speaking of that too when it comes to booths 
last year when we were doing Hot Messy Podcast, we did kind of a breakdown of our experience at BravoCon. And one of the things I mentioned is on the final day of the last hour of BravoCon, you can really score some great deals on merchandise because the talent, they don't want to ship their merch back to wherever they, they don't want to like ship it back and pay for that. You know, I mean, let's be honest, most of these Bravo talent, as amazing and, and as rich as they can or pretend to be, they, they're pretty cheap. They don't want to ship shit back. They don't, you know? So that last hour was just like, get rid of this merch. You would have $80 hoodies going for 10 bucks. These kind of things you won't see happening this year. NBC has full control over the talent, the point of sale, the inventory, and anything left over is going to be sold online. So if you do miss BravoCon, this is actually, this is a good change and a bad change. The bad change, if you're looking for a deal on merch, it's a good change if you can't make it to BravoCon and you want to buy some of that merch online. So that's something to watch out for. All right. Now let's shift our focus to the talent themselves. If their schedules leading up to BravoCon are any, any indication that they are busier than ever, it's true. I have seen four to five different talents itineraries for BravoCon. They are not allowed to pee. They're not allowed to drink water or sleep by looking at their schedule. It's insane. Last year, I thought they were working their asses off. This year, I mean, here, imagine. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a housewife and I have a booth and I'm paying all of this money to have this booth. and. Bravo is taking a percentage of my profits, but then also you have me booked every minute of every damn day. <laughs> when do they get to enjoy? Um, I guess they're not supposed to, but anyway, guess what? I'll be there too. If you're interested, I'm actually really excited to be working with Caroline Stanberry on her brand new venture called bust the label. It's something we've been working on for over the past year with her and Sergio. It's a fantastic line of gummies, anything from probiotics to vitamins and collagen. Be sure to swing by, say hi to me. If you're at BravoCon, I'll, I'll tell you all about that. The products are amazing. I, I really just love that you have celebrities at this level who put in the work to make a product good. There, it's very easy to slap your name on a product, especially when you're a housewife, like Lisa Renna, I'm not trying to go after you, but like, you know, Renna, whatever, come on, the wines, it's, you just slapped your name. You didn't do the work. Someone else did the work. You slapped your name on the label. People do it all the time. But I love just how these gummies, let me tell you about them really quick. They're American made. So they're made, made in the USA from a great manufacturer, non-GMO, vegan, all the nasty shit is out. Uh, it's even kosher. These, these products are great. And there are many other product lines from A-list celebrities, <clears throat> Kourtney Kardashian, whose products are not made in the United States. So something to watch out for, especially going into BravoCon, finding the good brands. Now, Caroline Stanberry and Chanel Ion, both featured in Dubai, are premiering their brand new brands at BravoCon. So for me, smart move for these ladies. The Real Housewives of Dubai trailer is premiering at BravoCon. They are going into their second season, which I really think is going to leave people wanting more, not like last season. And they're both premiering new brands. So if I was a them, talent, this is worth it for me, you know, to 
be seen, to have visuals, a little PR, you know, we're going into our second season. Here are our new brands. It's great. Um, big shout out to Chanel Ion as well. If you haven't caught her interview with Adam on Up and Adam, go check it out. You will see all of the sweat and work that her and her partner, Tony, went into creating uh, Ion Beauty, which is premiering at BravoCon. Already raving reviews. She did the right thing. Caroline did the right thing with her brand. I love seeing the housewives win when they do it right. So yeah, so besides our blogs, guys, head on over to therap.com. It will be your kind of to-go, your to-go source, um, or your go-to source, excuse me. We're not at McDonald's. Your go-to source for some behind-the-scenes things happening at BravoCon. Adam will also be doing an article with The Wrap. The Wrap will break down every store and every happening at Bravo this year. So uh, definitely check them out. So as I mentioned, there's going to be probably... 36 booths this year merchandise from every housewife from every talent there's going to be sunglasses from marisol Patton, some food grown on a farm by julia lemagova from the real housewives of miami um some apparel from namaste bitches featuring Teresa judice and melissa feaster of course bryn whitfield from the real housewives of new york is bringing her line of apparel as is emily simpson from oc meredith marks is bringing uh jewelry and caviar of course, Lover Boy will be there by Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula, um, which is actually really good. It's something my mom actually enjoys drinking. Um, Whitney Rose will be there with her Wild Rose Beauty, which has raving reviews. Madison LaCroix is premiering a brand new non-alcoholic beverage. Jennifer Aiden is presenting a beauty, skincare, and jewelry line. Hmm. Wow. It should be interesting. Uh, the Countess herself, Luann Deliceps, will be presenting some of her products as well as Erica Jane, James Kennedy, the Trace Amigas, which might be the Dos Amigas this year, Captain Sandy, Lala, everyone will have a booth. Ooh, oh my gosh. So one thing I'm really excited for this year's uh, bazaar is Erin Leachy, who I cannot wait to meet. I cannot wait. I think she's so fun. She's from The Real Housewives of New York. She is launching a brand new Mezcal that literally has been in the works for 12 years. 12 years. That's a long time. But if you talk to Lisa Barlow, Vita Tequila was in the works for almost a decade as well. It takes time. It takes time to get the real shit out, you know? Uh, Dorinda Medley will also be back with the Bluestone Manor bourbon, which was actually pretty good. Tried a few of those last year. Um, Left me a bit sick, but that was my fault. Uh, Tom Sandoval is offering some of his apparel. I wonder if there's going to be some Tom Tom hoodies available. Um, but yes, there is going to be a lot, a lot happening. Ooh, I have to mention, Candy Burris is not slated to have a booth this year, which is quite surprising because her sex toys were selling out faster than anyone's last year. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. Again, we're going to keep you all kind of geared up on what's happening on BravoCon, either by listening to the podcast and catching one of these exclusive audio-only episodes or by catching out or catching one of the vlogs on our members only on YouTube. We had a quick change of plans too. Uh, we had to switch hotels last minute due to some bed bug situations happening in Vegas. I mean, listen... 
you want to be honest, I've, I've traveled the world, many cities, many countries, many continents uh, with Cirque du Soleil for over 10 years. You're going to have these situations pop up everywhere. I just don't expect it for, from some of the higher end uh, hotels in Las Vegas to have bed bugs. But, um, you know, safety first, right? <laughs> There's also a possible service strike, a service industry strike with in the MGM properties, the Caesars properties, and even the Wynn properties. So we made sure that we steered cleared of all of the above. And we are still going to be right next to BravoCon. I cannot wait. I'll show you guys where we're staying when we get there. But I cannot wait to soak in all of the BravoCon goodness, guys. I'm so excited. So again, if you can't make it in person, follow us. We will be giving you some behind-the-scenes tidbits and, and tips and all of that. Okay. Let's move over into some below deck. So usually on Tuesday nights, we do our anchor watch and we recap the previous episode of Below Deck Med. Since we didn't do that last night, it was Halloween and my co-host Josh has kids. So obviously take the night off. It's all right. And plus you can catch it right here. I'm going to give you my breakdown and thoughts and let's get into it. All right, so last time we left off with some serious tension between Max and Lara. And I, I just couldn't wait to see how it would spill over into this episode because this is quite entertaining for me. We've watched the, the drama spill over from the interior to the exterior. And now Luca has issues with his team. It's a constant struggle for him. And guess what? It keeps things pretty damn interesting i'm enjoying watching it now one of the things i do have to say is below deck med for the third year in a row has left me i don't know it's it's not my favorite franchise right now of the below deck world it's it's really not it there's something missing and i don't know what it is it's not the cast i absolutely love the cast it's um I don't know what it is. Something's missing. It's not where they are. The the Italian coast, that's beautiful. The Italian Riviera. Is it the charter guests? Are we missing some some really demanding charter guests that just ask for the world and complain about everything, but then leave a big tip? I love seeing that. Um, something's missing. But one of the things that stands out to me every season is just the the aspect of yachting that I love to see. And this is why we watch the show. And usually Josh and I kind of tout that Below Deck is the highest rated show on Bravo. And it usually is. We've watched the med numbers kind of go down, though, this season. Um, it's also competing with Beverly Hills currently for being the number one highest rated show on Bravo. I mean, that's going to take over for a while, especially with everything happening with Kyle Richards. But I do love Captain Sandy, guys. I'm going to say that her dedication to teaching... And really improving her crew. I love seeing that. I love seeing her direct Luca and direct Lara and show them like there's more. You can be better. And this is how you can win. And I know that not everyone loves Captain Sandy, but the whole Hannah situation is past us, friends. It's time to move the hell on. We've we've got to move on. You have to admire her commitment to making things better. You have to admire the things that she's been through 
in this industry, a male-dominated industry, as a female captain to get where she is. I mean, the accolades she has, the respect she has within the industry, even other captains um, at yachting events that I've been to have uh, really touted her her abilities. So um, I just love watching that. So that's something to keep in mind as we move forward, but I just need some more action. I have to tell you, you know, maybe it's going to be Kyle giving it to us. I don't know. Lara has found a new ear with Kyle because Lara and Kyle both speak Afrikaans. My whole thing though, with telling Kyle anything is it's going to go somewhere else. Is it going to come back to haunt her? I mean, we can only, we can only tell. So another, I'm going to say positive. I don't want to get negative on, on below deck med. But one of the other things I really do enjoy about watching Below Deck Med or Below Deck in general is the lives of these yachties. Their unique backstories, their their upbringings. It makes the show so intriguing and so fun to watch. Like Chef Jack, for instance. He continues to amaze me. He really does. His diverse background. Did you know he was an English teacher for kids in Vietnam? What? And now he's like teaching the charter guests kids how to make pizzas on board. I'm like, what? who knew? It's like every hurdle, every corner we take, we see a new version or a new story from Chef Jack that just leaves me mind blown. I love it. I love seeing that. Um, but getting back to Kyle, I want to bring some Kyle stuff up because I've seen a lot of uh, kind of Kyle backlash, a little Kyle hate going around on some uh, various communities, let's say. Um, but Toomey brings up an interesting point about Kyle's complaints, hinting that he might be talking behind people's backs. Um, the drama is never far from Kyle, okay? That's, that's for sure. But Kyle is a character, and he's a character that keeps us entertained. And you might not like the kind of entertainment you're getting, but it is freaking entertaining. <laughs> so sometimes it feels like he's playing for the cameras. And what I think Kyle's doing is I think Kyle is trying to do what he thinks is best for the cameras. And sometimes that really works in Kyle's, that works for him. And sometimes it kind of, I don't know, doesn't work for him. And I love to see both. <laughs> I love to see the drama he creates and I love to see when it doesn't work. But I find him as a very valuable ingredient to this cast but there is still something missing I just can't quite put my finger on, and I just don't know what it is. I don't know. What I can put my finger on is Max's laid-back, shitty attitude and lack of urgency. Holy shit. Like, as a leader myself, as a, being a manager myself before, I, I couldn't deal with this. Like, it, it would take one time, and I'd be like, dude, I can't work with you. I do have to give Luca props on his patience to rein him in a little bit, to kind of give him the kick in the ass. Um, making Lara the deckhand was the best call to kind of just give him a, a reality check. It's like, dude, just be part of the team. Commit. Jump in. Participate. And everything will be fine. <laughs> um, let's jump over to Natalia really quick. So her... Her complaints aren't as annoying as Natalie's, or, or sorry, Natasha's. Why do you call everyone Natalie? I think Adam just called Natalie when he met Natalia, or called Natalia Natalie when he met Natalia. God, all these names. No, but 
her complaints about relationships are not as annoying as Natasha's were last season. Holy shit, that was that was I I whole I just wanted to fall asleep every time Natasha was talking about really anything, especially when it came to her relationship. But Natalia is complaining about her open relationship here. And it just makes me wonder if this is a recipe for disaster. Now, I'm not trying to offend anyone with open relationships, okay? I am married. I am a monogamous, uh, in a monogamous marriage. I am very happy living my traditional life. I have been with my husband for 10 years. We go through things. We evolve together. We change together. And we move through. That's just how I like to manage my life. However, in open relationships, if there's no clear ground rules, it can become very complicated very fast. And I have to say, from watching friends go through this experience, usually someone ends up getting hurt. I'm just saying. Just saying. Wishing the best for Natalia and to see um, how her and Luca's relationship will kind of fizzle into next episode. We have seen them do the little booty call. So we'll see what happens. I'm curious. You know, originally I thought Luca had a girlfriend because according to his Instagram, there was a girl he's very close with that he was constantly with, lots of hearts and shit. And I thought, oh, maybe he's doing this for the cameras or he's playing it up, but maybe they also have an open relationship or maybe he doesn't have a girlfriend. Maybe that's just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Okay, and finally, to wrap up the below deck thing of it all, it took me 45 minutes of this episode to realize there was no Jess. Where the hell is our fourth stew Jess? Uh, what? The interior crew is dominating without her. So what does the future hold for Jess? Last time we saw her, she was plopping herself on the bridge talking to Captain Sandy, saying that she was sick, and Captain Sandy was reading through her bullshit. Captain Sandy is a recovered alcoholic. She's been sober for a long time. She can read through the bullshit, I'm sick, for a hangover. Your throat hurts? Yeah, if you threw up as much as you did, your throat's gonna hurt, girl. (laughs) But again, the patience from someone who has been there to allow her to, okay, go get checked out, feel better, we'll pick you up in the next port, Um, good luck. I just don't know what the future holds. Jess might surprise us all. That's the thing with Bravo is we always get led down one way and we're brought back another. So who knows? So that is a wrap for our below deck thoughts and episodes. Guys, I'm so excited for BravoCon. Um, And we will be back for Anchor Watch on November 14th, live on YouTube, 11 p.m. Cannot wait to see you all there. 8 p.m. PT, 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we will be recapping live with Josh. Now, guys, next week after BravoCon, we are dropping something big. So pay attention to the channel, Up and Adam. Don't forget to subscribe, get more updates, follow all of our content and our crazy adventures we're about to have in BravoCon. I'm literally going to go get a glass of champagne and jump on that plane and have a freaking blast. I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Wednesday. If you haven't done so already, push five stars on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out so much. You have no idea. And we will see you all very soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.